There it goes. <laughs> there we go. Okay, back on. All right. Hello, everybody. We had a power surge here, and it tanked our stream. So hopefully you can find us again. I'm trying to find us back up on my phone so I can see your comments and answer any questions you might have. So hopefully we are. Yes, we're back. I see Jim back in the chat. So is Melissa. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for finding us again. Um, so we'll get back into where we were. Mm-hmm. So surfers and sharks coexisting. So we talked a little bit about um, electrical impulses, and they um, don't really key off of our blood when they mm-hmm. have the option for aquatic species. Exactly. All right. Yeah, there, there are a couple other things um, as Dan used to tell our, our crowds that would come to our shark talks when he was still at Marineland, don't yeah. stuff your pockets full of fish. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good one. He said he would say he would take his glittery toenail polish off before mm-hmm. getting in the water. So you're not attracting, you're not looking like scales. Is that why he always had nail polish remover to remove his glittery <laughs> polish? Exactly. Secrets <laughs> out. All right. So remove your your glittery items. Exactly. Yeah, anything reflective um, could catch their eye. They're extremely curious animals. They do have really good eyesight. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just being smart, they also tend to go after um, easier prey. So if you think about a fish that might be injured or mm-hmm. sick, could potentially be splashing at the surface. So they're mm-hmm. naturally going to go and check that out and... That's a lot of what surfers can do. So mm-hmm. keep that to a minimum if possible, but yeah. possible, but also be aware that you're in their home. And yep. every time you step in the water, you should have a healthy respect of the animals that live there. Absolutely. For your protection and for theirs. Exactly. Because, I mean, we see we'll have alligator farm will be in next week. Spoiler alert. Um, they frequently talk about, you know, if you splash next to an alligator, they're just on just as a reaction, just a natural impulse, they're mm-hmm. going to turn their head and they're going to investigate. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's a certain attraction there maybe with shiny things and splashing. Yeah, certainly. That whether they're trying to eat or not, they don't have hands. So right. their option to investigate is... Exactly, with yeah, mouth. with their face. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why a lot of what we see in the stats are bites but not sustained and prolonged right right? fairly immediately they recognize this is not a food source that that i want to go after and typically i thought i was a snack am i not a (laughs) (laughs) oh a one you know test bite and then oh i don't want this and they'll they'll leave um but when you do get into your larger species they have larger mouths and larger teeth and Mm -hmm. that's a lot of what does add to the to the fatal statistic yeah and that's just whether they're trying or not just by virtue of being a large animal yeah exactly and that's it's the same with your household dogs again like if you get shoulder checked by a chihuahua it's probably not going to be a problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) if i get shoulder checked by my great dane there might might be (laughs) more of an issue yeah exactly it can be broken down to um to their prey sources, their prey items that they go after. So mm-hmm. your larger pelagic species are going to go after larger prey items. Um, mm-hmm. And they do go after some mammals, you know, seals and smaller whales and dolphins and things like that. Um, sea turtles as well. So larger prey typically means faster prey. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of them do have what you see on Shark Week. The shark, you know, jumping out of the water. It's, yeah. it's a breaching style of feeding strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times 
they can't pump the brakes, you know, right yeah. when they realize that maybe this isn't a food item that I want. Um, so you do get a lot of accidents there. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, a lot of our local species are more small to medium fish mm-hmm. eaters. Our sand tiger sharks um, are as well at, at marine land, and they do something pretty cool. It's called a flash bite. Okay. So that's their feeding strategy. Um, so if you do come visit Marineland, you'll see that we have a mostly open habitat mm-hmm. um, where we get the question all the time, don't they jump out? And they're thinking, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm seeing on yeah. Shark Week, these sharks flying through the air. Mm-hmm. And that's just not what ours do. Ours yeah. wait until the food item is pretty much right in front of their face, and then they snap onto it faster than you can blink. So that's okay. just how they've evolved to eat. Yeah. All right. So... We had an opportunity to swim in their sharks when we were in the Caribbean at one point, and they allowed young kids in. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that they're going to be, you know, little nurse sharks. It was a sea pen situation. Everything's falling apart today. (laughs) Spared no expense on this line, by the way. I love it. Um, So I'm thinking, like, fine, that'll be fine. It's got to be little sharks if there's, like, no lower limit for kids getting in the water, Mm -hmm. right? Um, they were very large nurse sharks. Yeah, <laughs> I I believe it. Yeah. Nurse sharks have a different feeding strategy, mm-hmm. feeding style as well. They are vacuum feeders. So mm-hmm. the teeth that they have, they do still have teeth, but they are pretty much formed into two solid plates. Okay. So they'll eat thing, crunchy things, basically. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they can, you know, suck uh, something right out of its shell. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Caribbean, they're going to be munching on conks maybe so they do have extremely strong jaws and the power to do that um but as far as their danger to human they are pretty much bottom of the list as far as you sort of have to swim up to their mouth right from beneath you have to be doing something not so smart you have to to kind of position your body (laughs) put yourself in danger with a nurse shark yeah and so that's what we talked about as far as the encounter goes i mean i've been in water with sharks a couple of times um there was actually for a period of time and i don't know if how much you know about this because it predates you um where they were working on training nurse sharks for encounters okay i knew they were there i I hadn't heard about that there were dolphin dolphin trainers that had so your um indoor habitat where you have the octopus and the Mm -hmm. lobster all that um there were pools in there that were encounter pools, and there were nurse sharks in there. Okay. And so some of the trainers had transitioned from dolphins to sharks, and they were working on um, getting the sharks used to people in the water, mm-hmm. getting used to being handled by strangers and things like that. So, Oh, that's awesome. Off the record, my husband and I got to go in the water as guests <laughs> to yeah. help with the training process. And so, you know, they, they processed to a certain degree. We were able to do the kind of classic shark come between us like yeah. the dolphin does and you kind of hold that it up a little so bit cool. for a picture we always make so. jokes about our sharks <laughs> you yeah. know the dolphins are so cute they'll all you know line right up on the side of uh-huh. the habitat mouths open ready for a snack yep. and sometimes our sharks will have the fish right in front of their face and they mm-hmm. turn their nose up they say absolutely not not yep. today just won't eat that's sharks they're fish at the end of the day yeah and that's something that i talk to my kids about as far as going to the the beach, because I have my son, who you have met and will be in shortly for trivia, um, who loves sharks and loves to see them. But I have a girl that's pretty nervous about the water. Okay, that's Because fair. she's nervous about, you know, 
encountering a species she might not want to encounter. And so I always explain the difference. You know, one of the things that we would talk about in the old days for the dolphin education before the encounter Mm -hmm. was the difference between a warm-blooded animal and a cold-blooded animal. Mm -hmm. And that a warm-blooded animal in the water, a warm-blooded mammal in the water, has to eat so much Mm -hmm. more than a shark has to eat. Absolutely. And so, you know, the likelihood that something's going to have a high food drive that's going to be your dolphins and your whales. Right. That's not going to be the shark. The shark can exactly. survive off a meal for a long time because they don't have to maintain that steady body temperature mm-hmm. like a marine mammal would. Yep. And so I believe the number was an animal, a marine, a dolphin of equivalent size to a shark would eat 75% more than the shark would on average. Just because they have to maintain that internal body temperature. I believe it. And water takes away your heat at 25 times faster uh-huh. than the air does. And so that's why we're not having to eat all the time because mm-hmm. we're dealing with the air. They're dealing with the energy suck of the water, stealing their heat all the time. It's never equivalent, especially in these waters. It's never equivalent to their internal body temperature. Mm -hmm. So they always have to work to maintain it, and they just have a crazy high appetite. Exactly. Yeah, our sharks, we feed them 1.5% to 2% of their body weight in food per week. Mm -hmm. and Per week. Per week. People are always blown away (laughs) when they come to see the shark feed. So what is that in real numbers? Like, what is that pound, pound for pound? It's about a pound... A pound, a pound, just under a pound and a half, depending on the weight of the yeah. shark. I think a pound and a half for our largest shark per uh-huh. week. Per week. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's so, amazing. But yeah, that that's, comes down to they are cold-blooded animals. They're not expending their energy, energy like you said, and regulating mm-hmm. their body temperature. Ours are fairly slow moving. Yeah. They can turn on the jets when they want to, but for the most part, they're just kind of cruising around, mm-hmm. living life. They're not having to replace those, those calories as yeah. fast as are moving things too yeah and i wonder how much you would have to feed an equivalent size spinner shark because those yeah are faster they're more acrobatic i just wonder what their weekly diet would need to sustain their weight because dolphins we were feeding our dolphins in the summer uh the marine land dolphins if i remember correctly we had a range from like a 12 pound diet a day for the smaller like two-year-olds up to uh, in the summer, about 25, 27 pounds mm-hmm. was the range and what we were feeding per day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot different. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a difference Most there. definitely. So We um, do feed them very well, of course. They're fed. Of course. Every habitat is fed three times a week, so mm-hmm. we do each one every other day. So we have a feed every day except for Mondays. Okay. Um, out in the wild, you know, they're not finding a food source every mm-hmm. other day. So yeah. they will eat less frequently but the amount will increase so that's Mm -hmm. like when you'll see a a white shark maybe gorging on a carcass or something like that they likely Mm -hmm. haven't eaten for a very long time and are enjoying this nice big meal they're gonna eat to satiation and then likely Mm -hmm. won't eat again for a while so sand tigers in particular can go over a month without food in the wild and that's perfectly normal for them so when ours miss a feed it's it's okay they'll they'll eat the next (laughs) one there was a time when i helped out with a transfer we received some sharks from another aquarium that had had a um, feed the shark program. Okay. And we died laughing when we saw these sharks. Really? Because they looked like if you had hybridized a tick and a shark. 
because it had a shark face and had the shark tail, but they were obese. They look like fat ticks that were about to pop. Oh, that's terrible. And so they instantly got put on a diet for their own good Mm -hmm. because that was not good for them to be that fat. Yeah, I could imagine. Those sharks were probably getting fed over way more than what they were like i can't even imagine compared to what the healthy diet was yeah they were comical it it was before um there were so many like high quality digital cameras that's how old i am we didn't just have digital cameras on us all the time we didn't have our phones on us Uh so we didn't get it i didn't get any pictures of them when they were in the sling but man i wish i had because they were hilarious looking oh i bet it looked like a photoshop it didn't look like it could be real All right, so we've talked a little bit about coexisting. Why is it important to coexist with these animals? Why is it important for the ecosystem that there's a healthy population of sharks? So the the sharks in our oceans keep the ocean as we know it in balance. For over 400 million years, Mm -hmm. sharks have kept our oceans healthy, and that's for a number of reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. They help keep populations in check yeah so if you think about it if you were to take all the sharks out of the ocean everything that they eat would just grow out of control Mm -hmm. their populations would bloom they would explode and any anything too much is never a good thing so if you take the sharks out say you know your larger fish like grouper are gonna Mm -hmm. their populations are gonna grow out of control Mm -hmm. they're gonna feed on all this smaller fish populations and they may deplete some of those populations Mm -hmm. and something really important that our smaller fish populations do is keep our coral reefs clean Mm -hmm. so they'll pick the algae off you know keep it nice and nice and pretty and colorful um without those fish that algae would take over and would just completely deplete it would suffocate the coral reefs as we know it so Mm -hmm. it would be a trickle down effect that would be really hard to come back from it sounds like it would be essentially a mass extinction event. Pretty much. We've, we've seen something actually similar in our, our not-too-distant timeline. Um, if have, Are you familiar with the wolves in Yellowstone? Yes, have you heard about I that? Am. Yeah, I was so, yeah, that was a prime in example. Yellowstone when there were a group trying to collect uh, signatures for petitions. Really? And oh, I wow. was a kid at the time. Okay. But they said that I was I was still fair game. I was allowed to sign it. So I, oh, I signed awesome. the petition to help get the <laughs> wolves so back cool. in. That's so cool. Well, that, that right there is a proven mm-hmm. example of what happens when you remove an apex predator mm-hmm. from an environment. And for anyone who's not familiar with that story, basically what they did in the 19, by the 1920s was every wolf was taken out of Yellowstone. They mm-hmm. just completely removed the wolves thinking that it might be safer for humans to come and visit, yeah. but they didn't think about, you know, what would happen after what the that. Is. Exactly. So once the wolves were gone, all of their prey items, populations exploded. Mm-hmm. So your elk, your rabbits, your grazers, they mm-hmm. kind of mowed down Yellowstone. And without the trees, your songbirds started disappearing. Without mm-hmm. the trees, your beavers couldn't build dams. Without dams, the riverbanks started eroding. Mm-hmm. Without tree shade, your water got too warm for a lot of the local species and they yeah. started to die off. So it was just a, a mass collapse of the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And it was like that for 70 something years mm-hmm. before people finally started realizing if we don't intervene, something really bad's going to happen that we might yeah. not be able to come back from. So in 1995, I believe is when they started repopulating Yellowstone with the wolves yeah. and it's, it's completely bounced back. It's been absolutely incredible. One of the biggest success stories as far as, 
human intervention with an ecosystem. So there's a really interesting video. I believe it's called something like how um, the wolves changed the course of rivers. And it's a short video that okay. kind of goes over that yeah. that I've seen. I think that's the name. You might be able to find it by searching that. Um, but that is a really amazing story of how apex predators might seem scary from the periphery, but they really serve a vital role exactly, in maintaining yeah. the health of an ecosystem. And without them, you remove that domino and, you know, everything kind of crumbles mm-hmm. around it. So, Blake, I think we're going to call in... <laughs> call in the ringer for trivia um so my son has loved sharks and dolphins forever and he is a huge ringer or a huge reader and so he has a tendency to read and reread books over and over again All right. and so about a year ago we decided that we were gonna you know humble the boy right okay we're my brother my husband and i we have our phones out independently searching for shark facts because we're like you need to calm down buddy Uh like you're not the shark master and so (laughs) we tried to stump him and we couldn't (laughs) touch our phones so just all that to say um at least a year ago and he hasn't been reading and rereading the shark books like he was at that time so it was all fresh then okay so it's about he's had some distraction with some other interests. So it's not all fresh. So he's going to have to shake the cobwebs out a little bit. But he's a little bit of a ringer. Um, he took my husband, my brother, and myself out uh, with our phones. So Wow. All right. <laughs> so now I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't need to be nervous because he doesn't bite. But everybody meet Gavin. Gavin was in a uh, last week, I think. so i've big ups you now buddy so you're gonna have to try and come in bring the heat um so you guys met earlier jamie and gavin they're gonna be our competitors for this special edition of shark trivia so the way trivia works here is i'll ask a question and you'll have a chance to answer you'll have a chance to answer we take turns who answers first okay if it's a numbers question the first person that answer, kind of your answer will set the bar. The person after you can say higher or lower. Okay. So if I say, you know, what's the average length of this kind of shark? If you say a number, if he thinks it's, he doesn't have to say his number. He can just say higher than you or lower than you gotcha. to get points. So that's All the right. way that's going to work. I'll get my board and everybody that's watching, you can comment in because no one has their phones that's playing the game right now. And Blake, you're off the the off the hook today what did we not introduce you everyone say hi to blake i'm yes, sorry I'm blake here. hi i got distracted <laughs> with sharks i got excited about shark and got sharks. hey 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 by, by, by the way i i was the one that that, that helped to help uh bring bring this back on the air you so did blake saved us when the power surge came through and and totally tanked our feed so i don't know i might have to pay him extra to splice the two videos together for me <laughs> yeah all right, and one more thing. My my winning streak's still intact, right? The, the it is. does not count. Yes, because you're you're just pushing the buttons. You're not competing unless you want to. Do you want to be part of Shark Trivia? Uh, I'm going to pass on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll start with one that will probably be easy for both of you to warm you up. So I'll let you answer first. We'll go to him. What shark species 
can see 360 degrees. Hammerhead. Hammerhead. All right. <laughs> see, I knew you guys are going to, I'm not, just not going to be good enough for this. What? I'm not up to the challenge what here, guys. That very much confused me when the, the, with that thing that mom was talking about when they were uh -huh. trying to test me on it. They also looked up sharp pictures and I was somehow able to recognize all but one of them. Yeah, so we were at the Niagara Falls Aquarium. Okay. And he sees a shark and it looks like a shark that I was familiar with. It looked like a bamboo shark to me. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, mom, this habitat has this kind of shark in it. And I'm thinking, okay, like big talker. So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking that's definitely a bamboo shark, not the kind of shark that you said. It's like, well, let's get to the placard and let's see what's actually in here. And, you know, just because you saw it doesn't like that's your guess. But let's see what it actually is. He was 100 percent right. And I was wrong. What and I was like, it? how did you know? I don't know. Did that might have been like the black tip reef shark or something like that? Really? There was it was something that I didn't even know existed. Very impressive. Was it like a, a yellowish one with the? It black was one of the stripes. One of the striped ones. Okay, so one might of the striped shark. Maybe. So, all right, Gavin, we're gonna go to you. Okay. What smaller shark species has the largest tooth relative to body size of any other shark species? Okay. So that well, means, you know, millimeter to millimeter, which shark species has the biggest teeth compared to how big their body is. I was, when you started saying that, I was really hoping you were going to do one that, that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, That's I, know a like tough the, I know, like, the strongest bite relative to size, but I don't okay. know the strongest teeth. So I'm just so, going to make a guess at it. Is it... Uh, I'll tell you it's a smaller species that grows less than two feet long, but still has the largest teeth to relative body size. This one's definitely going to be wrong. I'm just going to go with leopard shark. I leopard shark, okay. You have I'm going to go with cookie cutter. It is a cookie cutter. Oh, that was one. She now got you, bud. Now I remember where I heard that from. Was that a shark <laughs> show? I watched. All right. That's the one I watched and I forgot. Okay, that let's see what I can find. Oh my gosh, we're on question two. I know. That was that was a hard one. I knew that <laughs> one was going to be a stumper, and that's why I wanted him to go with it first. <laughs> All right. Um, can you tell me the maximum size known for a Greenland shark? Oh, I know this one. Oh, gosh. I know this one. I'm going to go with 14 feet. All right. I'm okay, going go. with 23 all the way. All right, so what I have here is a Greenland shark can rival a whale shark for size oh with gosh. a maximum size of around 24 feet. Holy cow. So Gavin well was, done. Oh, we're tied, man. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to need, um, how about there are three sharks that are... Filter feeding sharks. Can you name the three filter feeding shark species? Yes, I can. Whale shark, basking shark, megamouth shark. We were just talking about this in the office today. <laughs> Whale shark, basking, megamouth. Yep. All right. So we're tight. Man, I'm going to have to find one that's going to stump at least one of you. All right. 
We've got... Uh, hey, hey, Gavin, just a little bit of advice for you. Uh, <laughs> as, a, so as a trivia master, always fake that you don't know the answer because, because then otherwise that, that gives that gives like the other person the answer <laughs> less confidence about your answer. Leave just some a- doubt. <laughs> question. All right. Let's see. This is easy. It's easy? Okay. We're- I'm glad you think so. <laughs> I'm sweating over here. So shark skin is known to be rough. That rough texture is due to a particular kind of scale. Can you name the scale type that causes that rough texture? I'm going to go with thermal denticle. Okay. That's what they are. Okay. I can remember the first <laughs> word. It was thermal and then she reminded me de- thermal denticle. <laughs> All right. We I got it. I literally read that in a book today. <laughs> I also have um, placoid scales. Mm-hmm. So that would be another name for that, right? Yeah. Dermal denticle also translates roughly into skin teeth. Awesome. So if they also overlap, uh, similar to like how shingles lay on a roof. So mm-hmm. that's why if you ever hear, you know, if you go one way, it's not smooth, but it's smoother. Versus if you try and go the other way, you get that real roughness. Awesome. Okay. That's very interesting. All right. Let's find another one. Um, true or false? Are sharks older than dinosaurs? Yes. He says true. I say true as well. That's a tough one, but I say true as well. True. According to my source. I'm only as good as my source. Um, All right. True or false? Sharks make noise. Uh, False. I'm having some trouble with this one because I... Not sure. Okay. I'm just going to go with false. And go with false. <laughs> that is correct. False. So we were talking about that one actually the other day too. There are newly discovered two species of ray that mm-hmm. are actually sound producers. It's more right. of um, almost like a, a clicking sound, but they okay. think it's used for communication, which is pretty cool. Very interesting. All right. Sharks are known to replace their teeth without their uh, throughout their lifetime. So I'm going to need an estimate of approximately how many oh, teeth can a shark grow in a lifetime. Okay, so there are a lot of different sources that say different things, but okay. we say 10 to 20,000. Okay, so do you say more or less? I was thinking 20,000. Okay, so my source might be wrong, but it says... 50,000. Interesting. So I'll give that to both of you because you're both set the same number. (laughs) All right. So what is the top speed for some sharks, the the faster sharks? What's their top speed? Uh, Short fin makos around like 45 to 46. 45 to 46. Like around the middle of the 40s, mid 40s. Okay. So what are you thinking for top speed for some species? What happens if my number falls in that window? So he gave a number, so you can so say, higher, say or higher or lower. lower. Or you can say the same number if you, you think he's right and you want to block him. Um, I was going to say 43, so I guess lower. Okay. So I have 60 kilometers per hour. My source could be wrong. Which, What's that in miles per hour? Uh, What's that in miles? Know. 
Uh, do someone in the comments do a <laughs> uh, do because that's right. We didn't talk about the actual unit of measure that we're using. Thirty-seven point so. two eight miles per hour. Thirty-seven point two eight miles per hour. So lower would be right. So you got that. Ha ha. I got one. I got one that one of them got and the other one didn't. All right. <laughs> so true or false? Sharks have the thickest skin of any animal species. Oh, I know this one. Who answered the last one first? I think you answered that he one first. He did first, so. yeah. Um, True or false? False. Okay. The whale shark, I remember reading this in a book, has a skin that's like eight inches long, so yes. Thick? Eight inches yes. thick? All right, you were right, Kevin, so we're tied you again. You got me. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> All right. Um, do sharks have ears? And if so, where are they located? I, uh... Wait, hold on, does Gavin go first? Oh, yeah, uh, Gavin goes first on that Thank one. Thank you. Yep. I'm pretty sure they do have ears, but they're more like just sensing through things, vibrations through the water. Okay, so they have some type of ear. Yeah. And where would you say it's located? Um, like on the head. I'm okay. Pretty sure, I watched. Like this. outside or inside? Like, like just like little holes. Okay. So I know they do because they have all the senses that we do. Mm -hmm. um, as to where they are, so. I want to say somewhere near the eyes. Okay, so... So on the head as well. Do you think there's an external component, like he said, holes, or do you think it's an internal sensory? We'll switch it up and go different, so internal. Right. You got that one then. So they're inside <laughs> their head. They do have that. I just, <laughs> just went to... I did not know that. <laughs> I will admit that. I had no clue. Well, you went through it. your process of deduction and what you do know, so I'm you got that. How many times have I looked at our sharks? Have I, I ever seen holes? No. <laughs> Dolphins do have holes. I'm gonna have and to so, look that one up when I yeah. leave because that is fascinating. Definitely. And like, email me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong on we'll any do. of these, email we'll me do. and we'll we'll correct the record. Um, what species is famous for eating everything? Anything and everything. <laughs> tiger shark. Oh, wait, I was first. You're right? first. Yeah. Tiger shark. Yeah, tiger shark. Yep. Tiger that is correct. Of the sea. All right. Um, you forgot to mark the point. Oh, well, you both got that. You're right. I forgot to mark the point. All right. Um, true or false? All sharks live in salt water. You're first this time. False because bull sharks do live in freshwater. Okay. Can I ask for a clarification on the question? Okay. Um, live indefinitely or can spend time in? Um, live indefinitely. Okay, so in that case, it's false. What did you say? They can you live said. indefinitely. I know that because uh, my dad told me that there is a... A lake in Nicaragua that has bull sharks living in it? It's a saltwater lake. Uh -huh. Okay, so... So this says that, uh, that it is true that there are river sharks in uh, Asia and Australia. So I could be wrong as well. Mm -hmm. That is true, but they do not spend their entire lives there. Okay. 
So that might be that, that might be my clarification being wrong. So we'll say that's a that's a toss out question. Fair. All right. So we have. Oh, we're over time. Oh my goodness. All right. So you won. <laughs> You're you allowed to go back to work. Competition. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can show my face at work tomorrow. <laughs> so since we uh, lost a little bit of time with the power outage, we went about five minutes over for you. Sorry about that interruption. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you so much, Gavin. <laughs> the toughest com- competition I've met thus far. So props right. to you and your shark knowledge. And you're going to walk her out to the car. I think she brought you something yes, I do have a as a thank you, you for the trivia. And thank you all for showing up with us today. This is our Friday. So we will not be on the air tomorrow night as per usual, but we will be back on Monday. So I hope you have a great weekend and enjoy the time out in the water and pour one out for the sharks. They need your love. <laughs> Bye, everybody.